we ask that the ministry of the mighty Holy Ghost be ours tonight. Holy Spirit, have your way. There's only your light that can help us. We pray tonight again, Lord, that our spiritual eyes would be opened by you, precious Holy Ghost. Transform our thinking. Take us to new levels of glory by way of your word and your spirit. May our eyes be open to see Jesus by way of the written word tonight. And Father, we'll give you all the glory. We'll give you all the praise. We'll give you all of the honor. All of the adoration is yours. Both now and throughout all of the ages. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. You know, I can confess and we can confess these mighty declarations. And we do. But I still must exercise my will to believe. Faith is a choice. Faith is a choice. God says, I set before you life and death. Then he says, choose life. I got a choice. Tonight we want to talk about the choice of faith. The choice of faith. I want to begin in the book of Mark chapter 8, verse 31. And he began talking about Jesus. He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests. And scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. So in that particular verse right there, the Bible says Jesus taught his disciples about his death, his burial, and his resurrection. He took the time out. To teach them along those lines. So I'm going to read that again. He began to teach them. Talking about his disciples. That the son of man must suffer many things. And be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests. And scribes. And what? Be killed. And after three days rise again. Let's go to the next chapter. Chapter 9. And let's look at verse 31. For he taught his disciples 
and said unto them, The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. So he taught him again. Let's look at verse 32. But they understood not that saying and were afraid to ask him. So they didn't understand. The Bible says so. They didn't understand. And they were afraid to ask questions. Sound familiar? Mark 10 And verse 32. And they were in the way going up to Jerusalem. And Jesus went before them. And they were amazed as they followed. And they were afraid. (laughs) And he took again the twelve and began to tell them What things should happen unto him? Saying, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be delivered unto the chief priests, unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles. And they shall mock him, and shall scourge him, and shall spit upon him, And shall kill him. And the third day he shall rise again. So these are three different occasions. Where Jesus is teaching on the cross. And the resurrection. But I want you to notice something in the next verse. And James and John the sons of Zebedee, said unto him, Master, we would that thou shouldest do for us whatsoever we shall desire. They talking about something totally different than what he's talking about. They were not focused on the teaching. Jesus' resurrection... Something that he taught three times, we see, is foundational, but they pay no attention to this teaching. If they're not going to pay any attention to the teaching, they couldn't have any faith for it, could they? Romans 10, I'm going line by line, precept upon precept tonight. Something has foundational has the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ that he spent three times teaching them on. They don't have understanding or revelation because they're not focusing on it. Verse 16. And they have not all obeyed the gospel. But Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, 
and hearing by the word of God. But if I don't believe what I hear, it does me no good. They heard it, but they didn't have any faith for it. They could not have believed it because they were not focused on what he was saying. They had a choice to hear and understand, but their focus was not on what Jesus was saying. Jesus, the greatest preacher and teacher who ever lived, gave them opportunity to, to understand this divine revelation. And yet they were not focused in enough to have faith in it. Wasn't God's fault, wasn't Jesus' fault. He ministered to them three different occasions, prepping them for an event that would happen in the very near future. Yet we're going to find out tonight that when it happened, they were not prepared for it. Let's go to Hebrews before we get into that. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them, but the word preached, the word taught, did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So Jesus, on those three different occasions, taught that the Son of Man must die, be buried, and be raised from the dead. Yet they didn't have any faith in that because they didn't mix faith with that word that was preached. Amen? It's important that when we hear the word of God, we understand the word of God, we pay attention to the word of God, because in order for us to experience the blessing of the word of God, we have to have faith for it. Amen? Let's go to Luke chapter 8. Verse 18. And this is Jesus talking. He says, Take heed, therefore, how you hear. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he seemeth to have. So Jesus is saying, Take heed or be careful how you hear. How I hear what Jesus is talking about, what he's teaching on, will affect the way that I respond when my faith is challenged. I'm going to say that again. How I hear 
will affect the way that I respond when my faith is challenged. If I'm not hearing correctly, if I'm not understanding correctly, when challenges of life come into our lives, and they will always come into our lives, we live in a broken world, But if I'm not, if I'm not hearing the word correctly and discerning the word correctly, when those challenges come, my faith will be affected in a negative way if I'm not hearing the word of God correctly. So Bible study is not a time to play solitude on your phone. Amen. Bible study is a time to focus in on what God is saying because God is saying something for a purpose to bring you out of a situation that you may may encounter in the very near future. Okay. So faith is a choice. Operating in strong faith is a choice. I can choose to hear, choose to focus in, or I can choose not to. Okay? Now, let's do some reading. Let's go to Luke chapter 24. Amen. We're going somewhere. Now, this is after the resurrection, after Jesus has been raised from the dead. It says here in verse 1, Now, upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the grave, bringing the spices which they had prepared, And certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. And they entered in and found not the body of the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed. (laughs) They were perplexed. They should not have been perplexed, but they were perplexed about. And behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here. But is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when you were yet in Galilee. Saying, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? 
And they returned from the grave or the sepulcher and told all these things unto the eleven and to all the rest. And it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women that were with them which told these things unto the apostles. <laughs> and their words seemed to them as idle tales. And they believed them not. Idle tales. <laughs> Jesus had taught them, we saw on three different occasions, that this was going to happen. And they had absolutely no faith for it. Faith is a choice. Let's go to Mark chapter 16. And verse... Nine. Now, when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, what? Believe not. <laughs> After that, he appeared into the, another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. It's talking about the Emmaus Road, which is in Luke chapter 24, verse 13. And they went and told it unto the residue. Neither believe they them. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven, talking about Jesus, as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart. Why? Because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. So the Bible says Jesus upbraided them. Now, we don't talk like that nowadays, right? In other words, he scolded them or he rebuked them. This is the Lord of glory. This is the head of the church. He's upset with their lack of faith. Because he had taken the time to, to teach them that these events would take place. They were foundational teachings of the church, and yet they did not believe what he told them. We're not too much different. We're not too much different. That's why it's important that we constantly keep our eyes focused on the word. That we constantly... Uh, become people who feed on truth. Because everything out here is a lie. 
Okay? If it does not line up with this, we need to say no to it. The word of God is the word of God. When God says something, he means it. So we see there that uh, Jesus was not too happy with them. And the reason, the reason God is not happy when his people are not walking in faith is because he can't bless us the way he wants to when we're not walking in faith. It, 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 faith is an important element in terms of us receiving all of the promises. Without faith, the Bible says it's impossible to please him. He's displeased because he cannot now give to his children all those things that he wants to freely give to us. All those things that the cross has afforded us. They are received by faith. Amen. And we don't want to be guilty like the disciples were of hearing him teach along these lines and then we not pay attention enough, enough to it to where when our faith is challenged, we can't respond correctly. Because God wants us to respond in faith so that he can be glorified. Amen? John chapter 20. Let's go there. These are familiar scriptures. This, y'all are Bible students. So y'all have went over this. We've went over this before. But this is what God dropped in my heart. Verse 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve, Chaldeans, was not with them when Jesus came. And the other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. So they're telling Thomas, they kind of got their chest stuck out. We have seen the Lord, you know. Yeah, you didn't believe until you saw him. But they believe, they said, we, we saw the Lord. But he says unto them, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger in the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. He says, I will not believe. I won't exercise my will in this matter unless I can see something, unless I can feel something, unless I can, my natural senses can be satisfied. That's Thomas's criteria. I got to feel something, I got to see something, and I don't care what you or what Jesus said. I got to have that. How many of y'all know that's not, that's not faith? That's not God's best. Verse 26. Eight days later, the Bible says, after eight days again, his disciples were with him. Were within. And Thomas with them. So all of them are together. 
Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, went straight to Thomas. Reach hither your finger and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side. And be not what? Faithless but believing. Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. Now he, he begins to want to worship now, right? Because he didn't see something. And like I say, we ain't so much different than Thomas. <laughs> we get to praising God when our bodies start feeling better. Yeah. When the doctor tell us, yeah, the disease has abated. And nothing wrong with the doctors. Thank God for the doctors. If it wasn't for doctors, most of us would be dead by now, right? Amen. But we don't praise God until a lot of times we see the manifestation of what the Word says. We start feeling better. Oh, praise God, I'm healed. Now, you were healed 2,000 years ago according to the Word of God. Sometimes that's hard for people to understand. But by his stripes, we were healed. So Thomas is ready to worship. But Jesus ain't ready to receive no worship right now. He says, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they which have not seen and yet have believed. So, so the blessing comes, Jesus. The Jesus says this. He says the blessing it comes when you can have faith in what I said before you see the manifestation of what I said. That's Bible faith. That's the kind of faith that, uh, God champions. That's the kind of faith that Abraham had. Again, he taught on it three different times we saw him, and probably way more than that during the three years that he walked with him, right? And yet when the time came for them to exercise faith in the resurrection, they had none at all. None of them did. Go to Matthew chapter 28. I'm preaching to myself. Then the eleven disciples went away in the Galilee. Is that right? Unto a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. 
because some doubt it. That's amazing. I guess, you know, they hadn't been baptized in the Holy Ghost yet, had they? So they got a little excuse, I guess. Because <laughs> they hadn't been baptized in the Holy Ghost. The day of Pentecost hadn't come. The Bible says that when I saw that, some worship, they worshipped him, but still, some doubted. They saw him. He spent, uh, he spent what, somebody said 90 days or 60 days, something like that, with him after he raised, was raised from the dead. And yet they still, they see the scars in his hands. And yet they still doubt it. Some doubt it. That's amazing to me. Now, let's go to Mark chapter 10. So faith is a choice. It really is a choice that we can make. To either believe God or not to believe it. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, set by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now that's a very important statement right there that Bartimaeus says. He says, Jesus... Thou son of David, have mercy on me. So Bartimaeus believed that Jesus was the Messiah. He has faith in Jesus' authority. He, by, by, by the words that he says, that's how you know that. He called him the son of David. He knew that he was the, uh, the Messiah. He knew that he was connected to God. And he knew that he, he had the power of God operating in his ministry. By just by, by saying those words right there, that, that indicates to us that he had faith in operation. Verse 48. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Again. His faith, that's, his faith is speaking. The Bible says, And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of a good comfort, rise, <laughs> he called it thee. Now they say, Come on, yeah, he hurt you. And he casting away his garment, rose, and came to Jesus. That's another weak sermon right there. He cast away those beggars' garments. That's all faith in operation. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do to you? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go your way. Your faith 
had made you whole. Amen? How important is faith? He said, your, your faith had made me whole. Your faith in the anointing that's on my life have made you whole. So blind Bartimaeus had made a decision that he was going to believe that Jesus Christ could heal him before he was even healed. Okay? So we see Jesus himself saying, it was your faith that did it. Your faith in me. Let's go to uh, Mark 9. I think I'm going to get ready to close right there. Mark 9, and this is a good scripture to close on right here, because I think this is going to be a two-part teaching. Got some more scriptures here. And Jesus said unto him, and he's saying unto us tonight, think about your situation. Think about that thing that you're standing on the word of God for. And by the way, you ought to be standing on the word of God for something. Releasing your faith for something. That thing that has been uh, up until this day, uh, you haven't seen any manifestation of it. But don't lose heart. Don't lose uh, faith. He says here to all of us, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe. This is, this is Almighty God talking. All things are possible to him that believe it. Doesn't matter how long you've been sick. Doesn't matter how long you've been in debt. Doesn't matter how long your child has been living on the outside in the world. It doesn't matter to God. If thou canst believe. Somebody might have to be like that, like that guy who said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. He'll help you. He'll help you. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Father, we thank you tonight that faith is a choice. We've seen in your word that uh, you taught on faith and you taught your principles to your disciples. And yet... They fell victim to the unbelief. Tonight I pray that you will breathe upon us. The fresh wind of the Holy Ghost. In this first week of the year. May we be those, oh God, who walk in divine faith in your word and in your power. By your divine strength, O oh God, slay giants in our lives. Manifest your greatness in our lives that we might worship you the more and the more and the more. For you are worthy, Jesus. You're worthy of all glory. You're worthy of all praise. And we do praise you tonight. We have faith tonight that we are in the very throne room of God tonight. We are living at your feet, worshipers of the deity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We exercise our faith tonight 
as we join with the living creatures around your throne. And we bless you tonight. We honor you tonight. We glorify you tonight through faith in the living Jesus. We thank you for the power of your blood. The victory of your cross. And the divine understanding of your resurrection power that lies within each and every one of us. May we go forth tonight, Lord God, even going through the rest of this week, even this whole month, Lord God, as we seek your face. May we grow and grow and grow till we glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.